And with that, welcome to My World in Tijuana, Mexico. Little podcast goes by the name of Bob's Fishbowl. My name is Bob Van Dyne, or as absolutely no one calls me Tijuana Bob. A lot to get to on the show this evening. A little band by the name of Corn, The View, Beto, Wendy Williams, Howard Stern, Girlfriends, Pi Day, Rosario Dawson, Cory Booker, Howard Schultz, The Gambino Crime Family, and White Folks Potato Salad. We will get to all those things when we get to Fishbola in just a moment. But first, a couple things to lead the show, and once again, I think I need to whisper the ongoing drama of the Airbnb situation continues kind of, sort of. I'm not sure what to make of this, but I think the host of the house, I think he's moved. I, I haven't seen the guy since we had the discussion about how my podcast is too loud. And if this podcast was going down at an Airbnb in San Diego, I would have been thrown out after two days, which was an odd conversation. I apologized a hundred times. I literally felt horrible. I felt horrible about it. So now I'm trying to do the show as if I'm in a library and maybe I should be even quieter. I'm not sure. Because we'll, we'll often, often go a day sometimes without seeing each other. That's no big deal, both leading very separate lives. But usually this guy is like the juice king. I mean, this guy, I mean, remember when, when juicing was, was, was all the rage and there were those juicing infomercials and there was that crazy guy with the crazy eyebrows? This guy puts that juice guy to shame. The fridge at any given time is full of like 50 bucks worth of produce and both garbage cans are full of like, you know, avocado peels and, and orange peels and banana peels. Yet for two days now, the fridge has been totally empty. There's been no fresh water on the water filter thing. I don't, I don't know if he moved. I don't know if he died. I don't know if he's gone to San Diego. I don't know if he's decided to take my Airbnb money and get a hotel. That said... All I can do is be the best person I can, be the most respectful person I can, and do my best to make a show. All right, that said, that's the soap opera update there. In other news, today, the big political story to me, we'll, we'll get to Beto in a minute, trust me, we will get to Beto. But the House passed in a vote 420 to nothing. What's up, stoners? I still haven't smoked once since I've been in Mexico. But the House passes a bill 420 to zero to make the Mueller report public. Then things, I, I don't have the time to go through an entire civics lesson, but each senator is very important because they have the ability to basically put a hold on an entire bill, an entire nomination. Senators have a tremendous amount of control and a tremendous amount of leverage. So Lindsey Graham, enter Lindsey Graham, who once upon a time was a Republican profile in courage, now not so much. It appears that he thinks Donald Trump is going to create a, a cabinet position for douchebag, and he wants to be that guy. Because Lindsey Graham has blocked this bill from coming up for a vote in the Senate, 
unless, again, the House passed this 420 to nothing so the Mueller report would go public. But it's been blocked by Senator Lindsey Graham unless another special counsel is, uh, is, is appointed to investigate how the Justice Department handled this investigation. I know, fucking Lindsey Graham. If there is a heaven, and, and who knows, I, I'm not one to say, I'm more agnostic than anything. We've been through my religious philosophies. But if there is a heaven, the first thing that's going to happen when Lindsey Graham gets there is John McCain is going to punch him in the fucking nose because this is, his, his, his love for Trump is, is, what happened? What happened to Lindsey Graham? I, maybe we'll never know. Or maybe one day we will. And with that, let's get to Fishkembe Matumbul, the real star of this show. He's from another dimension. Ow! Fishby. And again, keep it down. Keep it down. Let's not, let's not disturb anyone. The fishbowl overfloweth tonight, by the way. So whatever you're doing, get comfortable, lean in, and prepare to take our time. Again, I haven't seen a fishbowl this full in months, but there's a lot of important things to talk about. We will try to get to all of them. <laughs> Speaking of important things, uh, this couldn't be less important. How are you celebrating Pi Day? Uh, for those of you that are math nerds, this may or may not be a big day to you. Every year, uh, the, th- the 14th of March, 314, the, f- the first three digits in Pi, it's some big celebration. You know, honestly, I'm wishing I, I would have come up with a really great pie joke for pie day. Unfortunately, I didn't, so let's move on. That's how, that's how I'm celebrating pie day, for God's sake. Uh, uh, here, here's, here's something truthful. Here's a, here's a real news story about the other kind of pie. On, uh, on Monday, Chick-fil-A is debuting their key lime pie, which for the record is my least favorite kind of pie, but, you know, it's Chick-fil-A, so maybe it'll be good. Next question. So Beto has ignored your advice. Yes, last night I went off on Beto, how he should not run for president. He has no chance of winning. He should throw his weight behind a candidate who actually can. But so Beto has ignored your your, your advice, excuse me, and officially announced he's running for president. But aren't your critiques everything they said about Obama when he announced? Keep it down, Fishby. Keep it down. That is a fair point, but Obama had a lot more momentum. Obama... uh, Beto has only been a three-term congressman, ran one race for Senate, and even though he made it way closer in Texas than it should have been, Beto lost, and no one likes a loser. Obama won, but of course he was a senator from Illinois where it's very easier for a Democrat to win. That said, almost everyone universally across the political punditry, uh, when they saw Obama speak, At the Democratic National Convention in 2004, the consensus was, I remember Chris Matthews, hardball. I remember Chris Matthews, where the action is. I remember Chris Matthews right after saying, I just saw the first African-American president 
of the United States. So they are coming from completely different places. It is not fair to... Obama was a completely different... No, 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 no. I do not like that comparison at all. But we'll see. I've been wrong before, just not very often. Next question reads as follows. Growing up, how much did you learn about Mexico in school? Growing up, how much did I learn about Mexico in school? I learned, and maybe this could be slightly different if you attended public school or or some private school in California, but I mostly attended schools in in, in the the inland uh, Northwest Triangle, or the Pacific Northwest Triangle, rather, of Spokangelis, Portland, and Seattle area schools. My family moved around quite a bit when I was a kid. Uh, I learned nothing about Mexico ever. The only thing... I ever remember learning about Mexico was in choir class. We did learn the song Tongaleo, which if if you're not familiar with the lyrics to Tongaleo, let me see if I can remember. It's it's something like Tongaleo, come little donkey, come Tongaleo, dun 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 dun, dun. and then, and then and then it gets even better because it goes. Tongaleo, my donkey walks, my donkey talks, my donkey eats with a knife and fork. Tongaleo. <laughs> All right, Mr. P, I'm sorry. I will stop it. I mean, I, oh, Jesus. Excuse me for a second. I dropped something very important to the show. I won't share what. Um... I don't even getting my bachelor's degree, like going through all the all the all the civilization courses, all the anthropology. I don't remember learning a thing about Mexico. I learned learned a shit ton about Mexico or, or, or Canada. Learned a shit ton about Europe. Learned a shit ton about the Mediterranean. A shit ton about Africa. I remember learning nothing about Mexico other than my donkey walks, my donkey talks, my donkey eats. With a knife and fork, I I don't even remember if if one year if the uh, if in the Christmas program in choir we sang Feliz Navidad. I don't believe we did. Next question: Why would Howard Schultz, my man, former is he is he former now the former CEO of uh, of Starbucks? I don't. It's hard to keep track of this loser. How would why would Howard Schultz say he spent more time with the military? than any of the 2020 presidential candidates. Because Howard Schultz, and my feelings on Howard Schultz, you've known for a while, he used to be the owner of the Seattle Supersonics, but because his ego got in a tiff with the commissioner of the NBA about who was going to, even though he was a billionaire, who was going to fund the brand new basketball arena in Seattle, he intentionally sold the Sonics to a bunch of oil barons from Oklahoma that planned on moving the team to Oklahoma and then consistently lies saying that if he knew they were going to move the team, he wouldn't have sold them, which is complete and total utter bullshit. So utter bullshit from Howard Schultz is nothing new. This he, He's since had to apologize. Apparently, he has done lots of good charitable things with the troops. That's fantastic. In Seattle, there, there's a giant military presence between... Uh, uh, out in uh, Bremerton in the Navy, and then then you've got Joint Joint Base uh, uh, McCord, 
It, it, there's a lot of, uh, of military all around uh, the Puget Sound. But uh, here's the problem, Howard. Uh, there's two candidates that have already announced that, that actually served, one of which was Mayor Pete, served in the military over in the Middle East in 2014, and Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii was in the Hawaii National Guard and volunteered and did not one but two tours of duty in the Middle East. So once again, Howard Schultz, he's an idiot. An idiot, I say. Keep it down, Fishby. Yo, it's me, Fish B. I just said keep it fucking down. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Am I the new head of the Gambino crime family? What? 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 Fish? Who? What? What kind of fishbowl am I doing a Monday through Friday podcast with here? Are you, the the head of the Gambino crime family? If you didn't see the news was assassinated either yesterday or today. I think I think yesterday. He was he was assassinated, but I'm pretty sure the way the blood oath goes and the way the family business goes, kind of how when Aretha Franklin died Fishby and somehow you thought you were the new queen of soul. Uh no, you are you are not the head of the Gambino crime family. Although, in slightly related news, the Sopranos prequel, the film titled Newark, uh, that's announced that uh, it will indeed have a release date sometime in 2020 as a Sopranos nut. The show hasn't aged very well. It comes off kind of cheesy now. But when The Sopranos was doing its thing, The Sopranos was doing its thing. I hope Newark is everything and more that The Sopranos was. We'll see. It can't be worse than the Sex and the City movies, and I have never seen any of those. I just assume they're bad. What will Trump's Twitter nickname for Beto be? What will Trump's Twitter nickname for Beto O'Rourke be? Um, Trump was already talking about him today. He couldn't wait. E even though Trump has the most awkward body movements of just about any human being on the planet... Uh, 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 Trump decided to go after uh, how Beto swings his arms and talks kind of crazy. And yes, Beto does that. He does get a little overly enthusiastic and does start doing some awkward things with his arms at times. But heck, he's a passionate guy. He's, he's, he's Beto O'Rourke. So, so his nickname will be like, Eagle arms, but 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 eagle—that's too patriotic because of the bald eagle. So he'll he'll, he'll either be like Birdman Beto or like Bird Bird Arms Beto or or something like that. If I had to guess, what what President Trump's Twitter nickname will be for Beto O'Rourke? Different. Uh, same, 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 same topic, different question. Just throwing this one out for the good of the group. If, if, do you really think if there is the ballot choice between Beto and President Trump, do you really, really, sincerely, deep in your heart, a year and a half from now, do you think Beto would win? I, I don't, I, I don't see it. 
And I love Beto. I just, it's just not his time. I don't see it. Next question. Your plan for getting a girlfriend is utter nonsense. So thank you. I, I mean, let, let's put this to the test. Let's, let's put me approaching random women on the street or that I meet at bars or parties or doctor's office in the MRI, MRI line. Uh, and I just ask them to be my girlfriend. Let's see how that goes a few times before we write that off as a utter nonsense. It it can't it it can't be dumber than Tinder. Um, uh, your plan for getting a girlfriend is utter nonsense. Have you pondered ChristianMingle.com? Yeah, I, I think that was the only one I didn't mention last night. There's 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 FarmersOnly.com. There's there's MyTime.com for people over fifty. Uh, BlackPeopleMeet.com. I've learned I'm a real disappointment on that website. ChristianMingle.com, uh, it's all blowjobs and anal. It, it, you know, it has its upsides. It, it has its upsides, but, you know, don't, don't make any plans on Sunday. <laughs> ChristianMingle.com, come on. What were the most inspirational words ever uttered by the new metal band Korn. What were the most inspirational words ever uttered by the new metal band Korn? Uh, Jonathan Davis, uh, you don't get a lot of Korn questions. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of Korn news, even though it wasn't, wasn't there a documentary, uh, fairly recently that came out about like, uh, like Monkey and, uh, and his, uh, how he, how he became all, all hip on like maybe christianmingle.com or, or something like that. Um, this is, you, you've actually pinned me down on a very, very, Bizarre true story, and and this goes back to my uh, my, my my radio career, which, which which started in Seattle and it, and college radio, and then and then I was a part timer at an alternative station in Seattle, and then and then I was like the full time uh, night uh, person uh, doing like six p.m. to ten p.m. But then they moved me to afternoons, to afternoon drive. And not only that, they, they, they didn't want me to be a disc jockey. So, somehow, in some way, they were dumb enough to think I was talented enough to do more of a, of a personality-driven show, play a lot less music every hour, and a lot more me, which scared the living hell out of me. And every day I, I had about, because uh, of traffic, there was about a 45-minute commute to work. And there were a lot of days, honest to God, just the, just the pressure of it and, and thinking about having to go to the station and, 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 and it's full of employees and, and they play it at the station and my boss would be in his office listening to every single word I say and just thinking about how many people would be listening every time I open my mouth. And just the, just the pressure of that, I found overwhelming, and you can hate me for this if you want, but this is true. I would some days, just the pressure of it, of driving in, it would bring me to tears. Like, like it was, like, like I wasn't bawling, but it, it, it was, the pressure 
was so overwhelming that the emotional words I stole from Korn, who I who I did listen to in uh, in, in the late '90s and 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 the early aughts, to to go from uh, dealing with that pressure, I would sometimes. I would I would walk up and down the hallway just by myself listening to headphones singing or not singing but just going through my mind the corn refrain which is fuck you I'm fed up with you I'm not as good as you fucking I'm better than you well fuck you I'm fed up with you I'm not as good as you fucking I'm better than you which of course is ridiculous and I know that sounds stupid but everyone kind of has to do what they have to do to be able to do their job. And, and that's what I had to do. I had to, I was so underconfident. I had to do something to build myself up, to get in the right mindset, because you will play with confidence or you will not play. And that's what I had to do to get myself in position to do that. So those are the inspirational words that I took from Cord. Yes, fuck you. I'm fed up with you. I'm not as good as you. Fucking I'm better than you. If you have like like a big job interview or, or you have a job that, where you feel that kind of pressure or, or you have a, a, a sales presentation or, or something, try it. Try it. Just, just do that for 10 minutes. Meditate on that by yourself. And uh, maybe you'll come out with more confidence, or at the very least, you'll make yourself smile at how ridiculous you're being, and maybe that'll put you in a better state of mind. Yes, Fishby, I know I'm an idiot. That has been well established. Thank you for sharing. Who you got, Wendy Williams or Howard Stern? Who, who do I got? This, apparently, there, there's a big feud going on. Howard Stern has written a new book. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't touched it. But my hunch is it's great because it's Howard Stern. And I think everything Howard Stern does is great. But Wendy Williams went off. She started criticizing it, talking about how Howard's gone soft. He's no good anymore. He's gone Hollywood, this, that, and the other. Uh, and Howard's, Howard's reply was fantastic, talking about how he came up as a scumbag. He's still a scumbag. You don't know anything about me. What becomes out? I'm friends with Jimmy Kimmel somehow. You think that makes me Hollywood and call her a, a string of expletives? And this one, hands down, and I like Wendy Williams. I'm a fan of her work. But no doubt in this one, I have Howard Stern. A guy who I guarantee never had to walk around going, fuck you, fed up with you, not as good as you, fucking I'm better than you. Or maybe he did. Maybe he did. We all kind of, uh, we all kind of have our, we all kind of have our demons. Does dating Rosario Dawson increase Cory Booker's presidential chances? Does dating Rosario, they made it official uh, this has been rumored for a while. Does dating Rosario Dawson increase Cory Booker's presidential chance? It makes me think. I always thought Cory Booker was cool. I've, I've always liked Cory Booker. I don't think he has any chance of being our next president. But 
Uh, Rosario Dawson is very politically minded herself. You might have seen the episode of The Circus on Showtime when uh, Heileman was interviewing Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle was walking around with OAC. And also in that crew, even though she didn't speak, was was Rosario Dawson. And I'm like, damn, now that's a group I would like to hang out with for an afternoon. That, That is a crew to roll with. John Heileman, Dave Chappelle, OAC, and Rosario Dawson? That sounds like a fun fucking afternoon, right? Um, it doesn't increase in chances, but it does increase his clout, and it increases his ability to fundraise, especially amongst the Hollywood elite, and it makes his events, if she's going to be there... It makes them twice as attended as if, if it was just Cory Booker by himself. So, yeah, she actually does make a difference in him running for president. Go Rosario Dawson. I'm a big fan. Always been a big fan of her work. Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Jesus Christ. Again, keep it down. And how, how many fucking questions are you going to put in here, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Fishby, again. I missed the view today. Did anything exciting happen? Uh, yeah, a, a few exciting things happened. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, surprised everyone and came back. Whoopi Goldberg had, had double pneumonia and was hospitalized and almost died from something that... that Killed, almost killed me a few years ago. Whoopi and I kind of have that, even though she was only in the hospital for three weeks and I had to stay for eight. So, but, uh, but Whoopi showed up. She made a surprise appearance. And then also the women of The View, and I don't know why, but took the opportunity to talk about their sex lives. And if, if, if you're ever wondering what gets Joy Behar hot and bothered, and after all, who doesn't? Apparently, she says it's it's an empty stomach, a martini, and a hotel, or preferably a sleazy motel, to make it even more raunchy. That that's what Joy Behar said on television today. Because uh, apparently, there's a story of uh, uh, what time men and women are most sexually turned on during the day. And scientists, this is actual scientific research at some university. I'm not sure which one. Uh, but men, it's like 11.21, or no, 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 women is 11.21 p.m., men, 7.54 a.m., so date someone from China, just or Australia, whatever you got to do, I, I, you know, take that for what it's worth. I mean, who listens to me? I need Mexican Viagra. Next question. Is Killer Mike correct about white folks' potato salad? <laughs> is, is Killer Mike correct? <laughs> Fish B, shut up! Is Killer B, or excuse me, is Killer Mike, Killer Mike is correct about 95% of everything. I love the way he thinks. Run the Jewels, him and LP, one of the best hip-hop groups going. Killer Mike has been in the game forever. Uh, he's done some dumb shit that I disagree with, like going on NRA TV, but I can forgive Killer Mike for that. Uh, but his critique 
of white people's potato salad. You might have seen this on uh, the trigger warning show uh, that, that he, uh, the, the short uh, docu-series he made for Netflix with a few of his friends. Uh, I absolutely, as a person who's lived in both worlds over the course of my life, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, uh, black folk food in general, soul food in general, is just so much better. And yeah, white folks potato salad is terrible in comparison. If you're if you're if you find yourself alone and 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 you're at a park and and that park has has multiple cabanas and you you get to pick which one you get to go to like like it like it's heaven or something and and one cabana is full of of a bunch of white folks having a picnic and, uh, and and the other cabana is full of a bunch of black folks having a picnic having a cookout i promise you i promise you the correct decision where you want to go is the ebony direction i i swear to you Last question, as always, comes from Isaiah, the tiny player. He's our eight-year-old executive producer, and we simply could not do the show without him. Tonight, Isaiah writes, When rice falls on your shorts, should you still eat it? When rice falls on your shorts, should you still eat it? Yes. Yes, you should. As long, as long as it doesn't fall on the floor, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be chopstick and rice and drop it on the floor and then pick it up with your fingers and eat it. But if it, if it, if it just falls on your shorts and your shorts are relatively clean, at least clean enough to be on your body, then, then the best advice I can give to an eight-year-old is, yeah, you eat that rice, you're damn right, you're, you're going to eat it and you're going to like it because it only fell on your shorts. And with that, Fish B's work is done. Thank you much, Fish B. Excellent effort this evening. Time for the hottest finale that has every other podcast on the internet jealous. I can't tell you how much mail I get on a daily basis. People saying, damn, I wished I thought of Paleta Bola de Fuego. That paddle ball really is made of fire because that ending is hot. Let's see if we can find a little rhythm. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it takes a lot out of you, this Paleta Bola de Fuego. It's even hotter in Tijuana, I promise you. It's even hotter than that. Wazoo, Washington State University, where, where I am proud alumni. They fired another basketball coach, this time Ernie Kent. I have a name for them, though. I grew up with them. I grew up playing basketball with them. He's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a guy. He was the head coach at Seattle Pacific. Now he's the head coach at Point Loma Nazarene University. I'm talking about Spokane's own Ryan Looney. That is your hire. Think outside the box. Ryan Looney for Wazoo basketball coach. Go Cougs. Next, Lori Laughlin or Lachlan, depending on who you ask. She's been fired from the Hallmark Channel, which is a dark day for my mom. I don't know anyone who watches more Hallmark than my mother. I feel terrible for my mom, Suze. If you know my mom, say a little prayer on her behalf because this is these are dark dark, dark days. And both kids have dropped out of USC. And because I grew up with a dad who went to UCLA in the 60s, 
and the greatest thing that any of us kids the great have ever given to my dad my kid sis got her phd from ucla which made my dad prouder than anything you could ever imagine uh, usc is not much of a school anyway so anyway they dropped out of you i mean how can they really go back um 39 tons of butterball ground turkey have been recalled. I say, why stop at 39 tons? If you want to ruin any, if you want to ruin spaghetti, you want to ruin lasagna, you want to ruin anything, replace whatever sausage or whatever meat you are going to put in there. If you want to ruin it, replace it with ground turkey or turkey bacon or turkey anything. The only kind of turkey that's good is turkey. And I don't even like turkey on Thanksgiving, I'd much rather have rotisserie chicken. Go Pollo! And with that, my friends, that is Bob's Fishbowl for the night. I thank you very much for spending another half hour or so with me. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll do the very best we possibly can. Until then, as always, life is short. Be good to each other. I love you.